Welcome to Genius Leadership Podcast, where we discuss how to overcome everything as a leader. I'm your host, Anna Lieben, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighting mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders. We discuss their roller coaster ride of leading from their zone of genius and when they don't. If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leaders, welcome to the show, the solo episode today about comparisonitis. So that is the kind of disease we can get when we're comparing ourselves to the others, day in, day out, or maybe occasionally. So why is that a disease? First and foremost, because it's unhealthy. And I'll give you two examples from my personal life, and I'll explain why personal life instead of professional and building business kind of context. But that's the thing. Whenever we compare ourselves to the others, we are unfair, either to ourselves or to the other person or others whom we're comparing ourselves to, or both. And this is something that I want you to stop wasting your energy on. So this is what I want to bring you with the two stories today and hopefully inspire you to start comparing yourself in a better way that is not so unhealthy. So I'll give you two stories that are comparing or that I had with comparison in my personal life. The first one, I used to go to a gym sometime in Sweden and uh, do different um, group classes there. And one of my favorite classes was body combat. So they use um, some kind of martial arts and kickboxing elements in that class. I really loved how that just really got me to process all my stresses from the workday and uh, emotions and just get it out, sweat it out, kick it out. And it was just really beautiful time. And at some point I noticed that I was comparing myself to a girl who looked similar age, similar complexion to me, but was doing the exercise or the moves much more carefully, much less energetically than me. And in that moment of comparison, it felt really good for myself, like, hey, ha, I'm so cool, I'm fit, and so on and so forth. Why I, why I bring this example up, the first one, so comparison where you, we feel better in the moment and kind of maybe get some confidence and stuff like that, is the continuation of that story. At some point after the class or before, I don't, even don't remember actually that moment, but um, or the, the detail about uh, before or after the class, but I overheard a conversation of that girl with someone else about that girl's uh, injury and uh, rehab journey. So she was uh, post-surgery and uh, being very careful with her moves, going to physical therapy to really recover after some physical injury that she had. And there, suddenly, all the confidence that I kind of built on for myself by comparing myself to her was gone. And I felt even worse because I was comparing myself to someone who didn't have the same health background as me and was actually doing an amazing job, given her injury, to go to those classes and do some stuff, but at the same time be very mindful of how she recovers and, and do it in a healthy way. So this is the first example of why comparisonitis is not so good, even if we in the moment feel better about ourselves when we compare ourselves to the others. This is not a healthy way 
to boost our energy, boost our confidence. And also it's a slippery slope. If we have a bit of lack of self-esteem, if it's weakened for any reason, whether it's been coming from your childhood or some recent events in your life, it can be very dangerous to start comparing yourself to the others to feel better about yourself because the next step after that can easily become that you start putting others down to feel better about yourself. Unfortunately, I had to help some of my clients with that habit, rewiring that habit of talking about the others in a negative or some kind of downgrading tone just to feel better about themselves. So this is another check for you. If you start comparing yourself to the others in a way like, hey, I'm cool, I'm better than that person or whatever it is, pause for a moment and think, what is behind this comparison? Why do I need to feel superior to that person, the company, the team, whatever it is? Why is it not enough to compare myself to myself? And there's something that will be coming to what is the healthy way of doing it? So think about it. Why? Do you need to get that confirmation from the outside world that you are better than someone else? And if you catch yourself in that and you feel like, yeah, yeah, I actually do feel like I I need to compare myself to the others to feel better, then I highly recommend you to start working on your self-esteem. There is a book that is super simple, uh, written in very layman terms about self-esteem by Mia Turnblom. I will link that book in the show notes. It's called Self-Esteem Now. And um, if you're Swedish or you know Swedish, then you can find that book online in the Swedish shops. And I think in English, it's not sold online. I know that Mia, the author, has the book still in uh, at their office. And I have a couple of um, samples at home because I sometimes give it uh, as presents to my clients or friends who, who need to work on that. So let me know if you want that book and you can find it yourself, then maybe we can arrange that I uh, provide a copy for you of that book. Because that one really helps to start building that self-confidence through different exercises that you go through in the book. And as I said, explaining it in very simple terms, giving a lot of real-time examples. So to summarize this part, it's good to feel good in the moment, but if that's at the cost of the other person, you never know what's going on behind their scene, uh, behind their stage, right? And um, it's unfair towards yourself and towards the other person to compare yourself to that. So keep yourself in check. Think whether that's something that you need to work on, whether it's self-esteem that needs to be strengthened for you to not uh, go onto that slippery slope. Second example, it's again about some kind of training for myself. At some other point in Sweden, I was going for dance classes at a dance school and I was doing hip hop. So I looked like, you know, those awkward nerds trying to dance at the party. That was me <laughs> there. I tried to be cool and I felt cool. And then I would look in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I just tried to do it anyways. The problem was that I was doing it just that one hour per week. That's it. I didn't practice at home. And um, I, didn't, I only went for that one class per week of the hip hop. I did some others at the same time, but uh, other styles. And then I would look in the mirror at another girl in the class and oh my God, was she amazing. She was moving like it was just like it was as easy for her as as breathing. She was so natural. She was so cool. It was just such a pleasure to look at her. And I would compare myself to her and I would feel so bad about myself. 
how how useless no not useless i'm just trying to find a word to describe what i felt i felt miserable <laughs> let's say like that i felt like inside of me was living that girl but outside it was just something completely misaligned and that just felt sad and i would beat myself up about that like what am i doing here and so on and so forth even though it was never about being perfect or amazing in that dance i just really wanted to be in that vibe get into the groove enjoy the music enjoy the the people around who are attracted to the uh, to that uh, style of dancing so it was never about the performance anyhow for me right but it just became that when i would come there from work tired maybe stressed and then i would look at myself i would see this misalignment between how i felt and what i saw in the mirror then i would look at that girl and i was like she's everything how i feel and i would like to see and that would just not feel good and then a couple of years later i was at a salsa convention so it was a conference where we basically then salsa a day in and a day out for a couple of days in a row in different workshops master classes and then party in the night and i saw that girl on the stage she was performing and then i just ran into her in the corridor and i was like hey we were doing that class a couple of years ago remember and in that conversation i figured out that she's actually a professional dancer so in this situation i was comparing myself who was dancing that hip hop style one hour per week to someone who was doing the drills for 8 to 10 hours per day and hey who do you think would win in that competition of course her it's her job and she puts so much more effort than me into that tens and tens of times more effort those two situations together really put me on the path of reminding myself to compare myself to me and hey and how i'm not perfect i'm still slipping into comparing myself to the others of course it happens i'm i don't live under a rock completely I do go on the social media. I do observe my husband, for example, who's so much better in some things than I am. So it does happen. But that's the thing. It's something I can continuously practice and train and try to catch myself when I get this kind of fever of comparisonitis and pause and check in with myself. Why am I comparing myself to someone whose background I don't know, whose full situation I'm not aware of, who has a completely different story than me. So we, we started from a different position. And it, it's just unfair to compare ourselves without discounting for all those factors that I might know or not know. So these two stories really help me fight my comparisonities and guide me back to comparing myself to me or me to myself. And by that, I mean looking at myself where I've come from, looking at myself where I've been somewhere in the past, whether it's yesterday, a year ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is, and comparing myself to that and thinking, am I closer to that best version of Anna I want to be now than back then? And if no, where am I skipping my homework? Where am I slipping somewhere on, a, on some dangerous slope? And how can I pick myself up from there? This is a much healthier way of spending our energy on comparing. And a couple of tips or thoughts if it's difficult for you to compare yourself to you because you don't remember how it is. And it, it's, it's natural, right? We, we're too close to ourselves. We live with ourselves 24-7. Uh, not always very intentional and mindfully, but nevertheless. So it's difficult sometimes to remember how was I really uh, one year ago or how was this particular thing for me yesterday? 
Or how would I behave with this situation 10 years ago? And that's where two things help me a lot. One of them is journaling. Sometimes in those moments when I do need to snap myself out of comparisonitis and just really land into where I was and have some anchor point, I open one of my older diaries and look into what I was writing about then, what was I setting myself as goals, what was I struggling with, what was I asking for help with, what was I grateful for, and so on and so forth. And that's cool to have all these years of journals that I can refer to and have as anchor points to find a healthy way of comparing myself. And the second one is people around you. For me, my husband is one of those people who really helps me to rem- to remember how something might have been difficult. You know, like when, when you give birth to, to a kid, um, there are a lot of people joking that uh, you naturally forget all the pain of going through that process of giving birth, because otherwise we would not have more than one kid per, per family. And I think that happen- happens the same way with our personal development and self-leadership. We forget how difficult some things are. It, when we manage to integrate them and them to become a part of us, you forget how it was not a part of you. And it was not natural for you to react in that way, to think that way, to act that way, and so on and so forth. And that's where people who know you well, who have been with you long enough, can really be of help and remind you, like, hey, this was actually a whole damn journey for you. Remember how you would react to that back then. And this is something I need to constantly do with my clients. I need to remind them how far they've come. Because for them, it just becomes an actual part of themselves that they don't even notice it. And when someone tells me about some crisis situation at work and how they've handled that, and I'm like, hey, 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 pause. Can we just acknowledge how much better you have managed this situation right now than a year ago or two years ago when we started working together? And they pause and they go like, oh, true. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you just see this kind of insight on their, on their faces, like, holy shit, this is a very different person acting right now. So it's very easy to forget our journey. And uh, especially for the A-type people, the high performers, to neglect the effort that it has taken. Because I know it for myself from experience, once I have achieved something, no matter how hard it was, no matter how long it took, once I have achieved, I'm like, yeah, okay, if I achieved it, anyone can do it. It's fine. And you just like, you forget that it's not normal for you. It was not given to you. You fought for it. You really worked for it. So then it's super powerful to have someone reminding you of your journey and those progress points and milestones that can really help you compare yourself in a good way, in a healthy way that can give you energy that is sustainable and is not taken from anyone else. It's just about your past you giving you something that is just circulating within you anyways. I know it sounds a bit esoteric maybe, but I just hope you're, you're on this wave with me, that this is a healthy way for us to keep nurturing our progress, keep giving us energy, to continue on our journey and stay in our lane. This is so important. It's so difficult to live a life when you have the milestones of other people and their lives as part of your journey. Because as I said, you never know what's going on for them. I've seen so many celebrities or pro athletes or professional 
adventurers whom people would admire. But then I would look a bit behind the curtain and I would see that how much they need to sacrifice and how much they need to give up. Things that I would not like to give up ever. To be a, a professional adventurer, you need to maybe not have a family, as I've seen some people do. Even though they would like to do that, but they have chosen this career and it doesn't go together with the way of creating a family. I'm not saying it's always like that, but that's the thing that we sometimes forget to look at. What's behind the curtain? Do I really want to compare to this person given all the stuff that is happening behind the curtain? And it's not to judge that person, but it's more to understand like, hey, I wouldn't like this stage and this theater, whole theater building for myself. I want to build my own and I want to play the performances the way I want in there. So I hope you will take a pause, take a break, take a moment and come up with your own stories that would help you ground into back derail back into comparing in the right way so find some stories that would help you snap out of comparing yourself to the others in a way that is detrimental to them or detrimental to you or both and have them in your toolbox to pick up when you feel like yeah now i'm comparing myself to the others to check in with yourself whether that's the healthy way of doing that hope you'll do it hope it will change your mind and uh, change your life because I know it has done it for me and some of my clients. Let's fight comparisonitis together because it's not healthy and we're just really draining ourselves and people around ourselves of their energy, on our energy. And we can do much better than that. Thank you for being part of the Genius Leadership community. As always, I am here for you. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. I love you. And I do believe that we can compare ourselves to the ourselves and find energy and motivation and drive in that without hurting anyone else or ourselves. See you, talk to you, hear you, hopefully somewhere in between, but um, you will hear from me next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honors conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.